Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, fellow conspiracy theorists, and hey, even welcome to all you Media Matters shills out there. Appreciate your views. Every click counts. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you're new here, welcome to the show where clickbait is frowned upon and where information is fact-checked to the best of my ability. Fact-checking. Crazy, right? Seems to be a... Uh, rarity amongst these uh, truth-telling channels these days, and I can guarantee you that I have no handlers. Nobody controls me. Nobody pays me but me. I notice people online saying all sorts of crazy things about me because I can only guess I'm a threat to certain people and the weird narratives that they're promoting, so just don't believe what they say about me, all right? Uh, I hope you're having a fantastic Monday. We've got some good stuff to talk about in this one. Episodes three and four of that HBO show came out last night. Uh, snooze fest, not going to lie, but we'll talk about it. That ship in the Suez Canal was freed. Surprisingly, actually, I thought I was going to be there for a little longer, not going to lie, but it's out of there, apparently. And then uh, a lot of stuff in terms of COVID vaccines, vaccine passports, like, you kidding me? Show my papers? What? No, no, not a lot. Not at all. Uh, Keebler elf Fauci just won't shut up. Joe Biden won't shut up either. Uh, yeah, a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff, everybody. So I think that's all. There's not much else that I really wanted to share with you here right now. So let's go ahead and get right into it. Starting off with this HBO documentary. Uh, episodes three and four came out last night. The last two episodes, five and six, will be out next week, which I think it's Easter, Easter Sunday next week, right? So this will be out that day. And not gonna lie, uh, this is getting boring. This is getting real boring. I tried to watch these two episodes last night, and it was like kind of more of a drama fest. It was like soap opera e. They focused on. Pretty much the uh, beef between Hot Wheels, Frederick Brennan, the creator of HN, and the Watkinses, who own 8 Coon now. And that was boring, man. I, just, I almost fell asleep, not going to lie. Um, in episode four, they there was a couple clips they used to me. So, <laughs> thanks. And again, it was real weird. They tried to focus on Steve Bannon being the brainchild of Q. And there was some, I don't know, mass cherry picking of information and real reaches that went on to almost blame it on Steve Bannon. But then right at the end, the producer went, oh no, I'm going back on that. It's like there's an endless carrot on a stick he's trying to dangle throughout the whole show just to get you watching the, the next episode. And then in that fourth episode as well, they focused quite a bit on pretty much every single false flag you could think of that tried to paint uh, Q or the Q movement as being negative that was using a patsy, clearly using a patsy. But of course, they're not going to say it's a false flag or say that these people really don't have much to do with the movement at all. But I mean, they went through the whole host of them, the Hoover Dam incident where that dude drove an armored truck onto the Hoover Dam during the whole, you know, release the memo saga. We had... Uh, what else? What else? What else? The Christchurch shooting when 8chan got taken down. I mean, that was clearly a false freaking flag. You had, I don't know if you remember this, but on the shooter's gun at the Christchurch shooting, um, there was emblems. There were symbols painted on the gun that were pretty much the exact same thing as John Podesta's 14 and his fish. You know that picture? We got the 14 of the fish on John Podesta's hand. Look it up. Duck, duck, go it. Uh, same thing on the gun. And lo and behold, who was in New Zealand one week right before that shooting? John Podesta was. So color me shocked if there's a some sort of connection between Podesta being there and that shooting. But false flag to take down 8chan. The El Paso shooting that happened at Walmart in El Paso. And what was that? August of 2019. That was when 8chan got taken down for quite a while, you know, a month, month and a half, and they came back up as 8coon. That's when Jim Watkins was subpoenaed to testify in front of Congress. Uh, this doc went through all of that, and 
What a shit show, man. What a shit show. So if you want to watch it, you can, um, and you don't want to pay the what, 10, 15 bucks for the month of HBO to binge it with, you can go to Stormy Patriot Joe. He's doing quite a service to humanity. On his Telegram account, he is taking six to seven minute clips of each episode and then just stringing them all together. So you can go find his Telegram channel if you want to watch the clips of them. But I mean, you can probably find it in full somewhere within the next 24 hours or so each episode. I wouldn't worry about it if you haven't seen it yet. And if you want to see it, I mean, I, I, it's interesting because there is some information in there that even I wasn't aware of mainly like the second episode when they went into the history of the chans and the Gamergate. I wasn't really familiar with Gamergate and all that. There was some information that I found interesting, but just a small smidgen of it. The majority of this is clearly a hit piece, but heck, it's getting a lot of people watching. It's getting a lot of people familiar with Q and I guess familiar with our faces, for better or worse. Uh, speaking of which, shout out to our favorite Midnight Rider, Carly Bon. I hope I'm getting her last name right. You know, she's the cackle queen, the iconic cackle. And she's been retweeted by Trump before, Q'd, even named by Q as well. We all love Carly. Uh, I just got to play this clip. It's a clip from the HBO doc last night that they used of me. And Carly took a video of it with her cackle. It's just, it's funny. Watch this. As our officials say, multimillionaire Jeffrey Epstein has taken his own life. Jeffrey Epstein is dead. He is dead, dead, dead. <laughs> He's dead, dead, dead. Tell you what, Carly's laugh is what makes me dead, dead, dead. And oh man, when that clip came up on the episode, just I was laughing so hard at myself. Oh, it was golden. It was golden. Anyway, let's move on from that into talking this really odd tweet made by the Twitter account of the Strategic Command. Last night, U.S. Strategic Command official blue check mark Twitter account posts this really weird tweet. Uh, let me show it here. This was it. I'm going to zoom in a bit. That's the wrong browser. There we go. This was the tweet. And it's odd. You can see semicolon L, semicolon, semicolon, GM, Lazar. What the heck does that mean? They put a tweet out right after that that apologized. Uh, here it is right here. Apologizes, apologizes for any confusion. Is that supposed to say apologies? Is there an extra Z in there for some reason? I don't know how notable that might be. But anyway, misspellings may or may not matter here. Please disregard this post. Strategic command then goes and tweets. Um Obviously, being a military Twitter account, I don't think that's going to be an accident or an oops from the tech guy there managing the Twitter account for Stratcom. Here's something that I do find notable that I want to share with you guys. So once this was tweeted, it was subsequently deleted not too long afterwards. This is just a screenshot of it. Uh, on the Coons, one of the Anons put this phrase through a cryptogram decoder, cryptogram solver here. And they came up with a bunch of different phrases that could fit with a particular cryptogram cipher here, basically like code. And you can see a bunch of different weird ones, but the main one that we're looking at is the top one, Q acquitted. Q acquitted. That could be, could B, some sort of, I don't know, code that this was meant to relay? Might be something, might be nothing, but just saying, I found that notable, primarily because, you know, we got this HBO doc coming out that, uh, albeit millions of people are watching, and that is really just dragging Q and a lot of us through the mud, and, I mean, Q acquitted? What does that, what does that mean? Sometime in the future, we're going to get some sort of validation or something to that effect. I, I don't know. But just saying, thought that was notable. 
Let's move on from this into Satan Shoes. Good old Lil Nas X. Lil Nas X. Let me tell you, uh, I remember Nas when Nas was actually a good rapper. Honestly, I had no idea who Lil Nas X was. Like, what a what a shame to the Nas name that is. Lil Nas X. I had to actually Google him. Duck, duck, go him. Excuse me. Not Google. Duck, duck, go. I had to search him when I, when I, you know, this whole thing blew up a few days ago. Had no idea who Lil Nas X was. Looked him up on YouTube. Saw his channel have shit like 10 million subscribers. His latest videos that came out a month or two ago, not the Satan one, but previous videos have 15, 20 million views. Oh, gotta tell you, my heart, ah, oh, my heart hurt for the generation under me. Oh my God. I couldn't believe that a dweeb like this would get that kind of play on his shit mumble rap music. But anyway, uh, obviously got this super satanic music video that came out. Got his Satan shoes, which apparently there were 666 pairs of them for sale, priced at 10, 18,000 bucks each. They sold out in less than one minute. Like, ah, come on, parents out there. Do your freaking parenting responsibility. Guide your children as they should be guided. Don't turn a blind freaking eye and let them get into this shit and let their probably sucky friends peer pressure them into nasty stuff. I mean, come on, man. But what I found interesting was this, is that Satanic Panic was trending on Twitter this morning. Satanic Panic. And this idea of a Satanic Panic was also featured in one of the episodes of that HBO doc that came out last night. So... I just found that really intriguing how there was this coincidental connect, you know, day after another, that Satanic Panic and the HBO doc having to do with Q, and then this whole controversy has been going around the past couple of days. I mean, Lil Nas X is probably just a drugged up on codeine or whatever the heck the rappers are taking these days, and dude has, you know, he's just got money in his eyes. He probably has no idea what's going on, but um, not an accident. His producer or agent probably set him up to this, and who knows for what real reason it was. But there's a whole satanic panic idea that the media is trying to drill into our heads right now to clearly, you know, uh, brush any sort of those ideas under the rug. And let's be real most of like the youth, most of the people who think they're into Satanism are just into it because. I don't know, it's fresh, it's new, they think they're cool, whatever the case. It's not like they're actually evil people. They're just, you know, think they're fresh, trying new ideas. But let's also be real. There is a small sect of really powerful people on this world who clearly, clearly are into Satanism and Satanism's uglier sister, Luciferianism. So that needs to be known as well. There is sort of a satanic panic going on out there, but on one hand, it's kind of like a legitimate panic. So anyway, let's move on from this story. Just letting you know, Derek Chauvin's trial is starting today. The cop that may or may not have killed George Floyd might have been the fentanyl, might have been the knee on his neck, might have been a little of both. Don't quite know. I wasn't there. But Derek Chauvin's trial kicking off today, and you already know, you already know them Antifers and them BLM folk are getting their marching orders from Soros right now. Like, they're just waiting on this verdict. They're waiting on this verdict, and you already know it's probably going to be an innocent verdict because that was probably planned uh, I don't exactly know who the judge is behind this case, but just seeing as where it's at and what city it's in, you know, the judge may or may not be on somebody's payroll and uh, told to give a certain verdict. And then that'll spawn what race riots 2.0, 
We had the 2020 race riots last year. Huh. Summer's coming. Summer's coming. Now they're going to get the second round of race riots going. So wouldn't be surprised if that happens shortly. Be careful out there, everybody. Now let's get into the Suez Canal. A lot to say about this one. A lot to say about it. So the container ship was freed. It was freed this morning. I saw a quick couple news stories came out earlier this morning saying that the ship got restuck, but I'm not exactly sure what those stories were rooted in because I was watching a live stream. Uh, looks like this is actually a shot here on uh, on this article of the live stream that I was watching, and the tugboats clearly got the boat out from being stuck and moved it down the canal. And apparently it's being uh, looked at at a lake that's in like the middle of the Suez Canal, Bitter Lake or something to that effect, whatever the name is. Uh, yeah, it wasn't restuck. I don't know what that was talking about, but it's freed. It's gone. Now all the ships that are waiting are passing through. through. And quite frankly, I'm fairly surprised that it got um, released, freed. And just saying... This really makes a lot of those clickbait conspiracy claims that people were saying about this go up in flames. That it does. Because my gosh, how, for the last five, six days, how much, I'm just going to say it, dumb shit, have you heard claimed in regards to this boat? All right? I've seen it everywhere. Bit shoot videos, rumble videos, People that are somehow still on YouTube videos, Instagram pages, like all over the place on Instagram pages. People were going nuts with their theories about this freaking boat. And don't get me wrong. There's a lot of interesting things in terms of this boat. I mean, we have the dick and balls being drawn before it got stuck in the Suez Canal. And sure, that call sign H3RC is definitely intriguing. There, there's a few things about this that are odd. Okay, so I'm not saying it was just some random occurrence and there's nothing more to the story, but holy shitballs, Batman. Some people were going into overdrive, like left field with what they were saying. They were claiming, oh yeah, there's all kinds of kids on that ship. They're in the containers. There's arms and drugs and cats and dogs in those containers. The Navy's gonna come in and, and unload those containers and let's open the containers. And oh man, this is gonna be a big big reveal against the deep state and all sorts of stuff like that. And I was like, yo, yo, like speculations are fun. Don't get me wrong. I speculate and theorize all the time, but I try my best to relay, let you know when something I'm saying has a fact or some sauce behind it, or when I'm just going out there with an opinion or something I'm thinking or speculating based upon evidence. I mean, at least when you speculate, Make it realistic and make it based upon something. Just don't go out there into friggin' you know left field, like I said, whatever. But anyway, I will say one of those crazy claims, and funny enough, I was watching this video literally this morning, like an hour before the news broke that this ship got freed. And the video I was watching was this guy, Michael Jaco. Oh man. This video did not age well for him, just saying. He apparently did this video like last night. And the title of it here says, Evergreen Ship Will Be a Big Deep State Reveal. Where is the ammo coming soon as I reveal why? Ooh. Yeah, there were some weird things said in this one. Uh, he claimed that he essentially remote views what goes on with different special operations these days. It was a really weird thing he said, like, really quick, and then he moved on. He was also talking about this ship. He said it's going to be there for a while, and they're going to come in and unload those containers, and it's going to be a big reveal for the deep state. Like, oh, man. I just, I'm telling you guys, dude, a lot of these people that do, you know, there's the network of them. They're like the bit shoot bullshit brigade. Or the fake MAGA cute clown crew. I don't know what you want to call them. I've been like working up names in my head today. But you got Charles Ward. You got Simon Parks. You got Gene Decode. You got Nicholas Vin 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 Vin
Michael Jaco here, Wano Savin, you know, Mel Kay. I heard she said something about me today on Charles Ward's show. Like, ooh, I'm scared. I just, I'm not saying they're bad people. I'm just saying there's something weird. There's something weird about this whole network that came out of nowhere over the last three, six months. And they all share a lot of the similar rhetoric and they all do interviews with each other. And, you know, you got Scott McKay in there too. And a lot of them, I just, I don't know, man. I don't know. Not saying they're bad folks. I'm just saying something's up. And they don't vet very well. That's also what I will say. They don't vet their information very well. And apparently Michael Jaco is now our new uh, latest secret space program super soldier whistleblower on the block. And this is weird. This video came out today on the Super Soldier Talk YouTube channel. Apparently he is claiming all sorts of interesting things in this one. Um, he's saying that apparently he worked on Mars and Venus and different moons and he's battled ETs and he was, I don't know, trained from youth at the age of like three or four. I have yet to go through this one and listen to his exact words, but what I'm getting from this video comes from Michael Sala tweeting about him. You know, respect to some of Michael Sala's work, but gotta be honest, I don't know if Michael Sala's vetting is that good because he is saying that Michael Jaco corroborates many secret space program testimonies with his own returning memories of having been an SSP super soldier. Um, you know, and Michael Sala's done some interviews with Scott McKay and others in this group. And now he's all on, you know, Michael Jaco's bandwagon. It's just like, <laughs> here we go. We got another Corey Good in the in the uh, community, I guess. And, you know, I just, honestly, guys, I do not discount the idea of secret space programs and black projects being out there and advanced technologies and a, a bunch of secret stuff we're not told about. But after going around the UFO world for a while and researching it and talking to some people in there and going to the conferences and everything, I just, <laughs> I gotta say, I don't believe much of what all these whistleblowers are are saying. I don't. And I need a lot more sauce, as they say. Sauce it or toss it. Like, how in the flying F are we supposed to believe this guy who apparently, you know, sure, he's a former Navy SEAL, but wasn't he a CIA operative at one point? And, uh, I don't know. Anyway, you can go uh, watch those videos. Discern for yourself. I'm not telling you who to who to listen to or who to not listen to. I'm just telling you what I think. All right? Unashamedly, what I think. <laughs> Trying to help you maybe uh, think a little deeper yourself. So let's move on from this. And yeah, somebody said, I could have sworn Corey Good was legit. And if you would have asked me about Corey and even Emery Smith, a uh, couple of years ago, I would have given you a totally different answer than I would give you now. I, I hold a lot of what both Emery and Corey say much more distant than I, uh, than I used to. But anyway, let's move subjects now into talking about this World Health Organization and China study. Not to be confused with the China study book, which is actually a uh, pretty good book in terms of health, but this is a World Health Organization and China study study on the origins of COVID-19. And this was breaking, breaking news by the Associated Press. So when the Associated Press, when that, that overarching newswire, you know, they feed a lot of narratives into the mass media all over the place, CNN, CBS, NBC, name your three-letter media organization. The Associated Press is one of them kind of like a Reuters. They're a newswire service that sends out the narratives, maybe like a, like a CIA secure drop too. But anyway, the Associated Press ran with this exclusive, and according to a copy of this study obtained by the AP, they're saying that the lab leak hypothesis is extremely unlikely, and they're saying that the most likely scenario is transmission of the virus from bats to humans through another animal. Through another animal. Now we got another freaking animal in the mix here. 
Like, I thought this happened at a wet market when all the animals were dead, being ready to be eaten by people. Now, now it's, now there's another animal. Like, oh, you can't make this shit up. And it's a World Health Organization and China study, joint China study. So let, let, let me get this straight. China makes the virus. China releases the virus. And by China, I mean Communist Party of China, okay? The CCP makes the virus, releases the virus, then studies the virus. And then they say, nope, it wasn't us. It was the animals. <laughs> oh, geez. You know, let's go back to like the 9-11 commission report or what was that? The Condon report on UFOs, Project Blue Book or whatever. It's like, the investigators investigate themselves and find themselves free of wrong wrongdoing. Oh, great. It's like AstraZeneca studying their own vaccine and going, oh, oh, yeah, great. But here's the interesting part is that there seems to be this battle of narratives going on here. So on one hand, we have the WHO and China saying that it's whatever the hell animal they're going to say next. We also have other folks, such as Robert Redfield, the ex-CDC director, he was the CDC director under Trump, uh, I think over the last year or two. And then we also have a couple individuals that hopped on to 60 Minutes of all places last night. And they came forward with the narrative that the lab leak hypothesis is the most logical one, the most reasonable one, and they're slamming what they're calling a curated WHO report. So this is interesting, right? We got like two battling narratives going on and they're both coming from the mainstream media, surprisingly. We have the, uh, you know, another animal hypothesis from the Associated Press. And then we have 60 Minutes. So CBS, surprisingly enough, 60 Minutes, putting out this lab leak hypothesis. So it's, it's weird. I'm interested to see how this develops. I'm also wary because I could easily see this lab leak hypothesis moving into, it was an accident. They could say, oh, it was just an accident. When we damn well know this shit was a pandemic. It was all planned well beyond, but well in advance. So I could see them rolling with that accidental angle, although we'll see, but you know, interesting. Competing narratives going on out here. And shit, the whole lab leak thing, like how many of us got videos banned and Twitter suspended for uh, promoting misinformation over the lab leak hypothesis. In this Zero Hedge article, remember they got banned off Twitter and they got they actually got banned off Twitter by a douchebag BuzzFeed reporter. And it was one of the same douchebag BuzzFeed reporters. It, it was Ryan Broderick. It was the same BuzzFeed douchebag reporter that was targeting me for some of my Bill Gates tweets. That was like one of the first hit pieces that came out during this pandemic over a year ago. Uh, Zero Hedge got targeted by the same dude that targeted me, but they got banned off Twitter for that lab leak hypothesis. And I had, I had a few videos removed. I wasn't banned off any platform for it, but I believe I had a couple of videos removed uh, around March. And I did get suspended by PayPal and MailChimp on the last day of March, almost exactly a year ago, PayPal and MailChimp banned me the same day. Talk about coordinated, right? That was a year ago. And that was, I mean, they didn't explicitly say why in their emails to me, but they essentially said after a review of the content, blah, blah, blah. So it was clearly because of what I was saying about COVID. Um, yeah. I would like those videos back. In fact, those channels back. Bullshitters. All right. Now let's move into the Keebler elf, the little lying Keebler elf, Fauci. So Fauci is, uh, you know, doing more BS, uh, warning parents about children playing together without masks. Oh, good Lord. He's saying even if they're vaccinated children, they should wear masks or they could get infected. The age group that is the least likely to get infected. And let's be real. Most of these so-called cases of infection are false positives from a misrepresented and essentially fake PCR test anyway. So 500,000 deaths of COVID. 
No. Uh, Fauci's going saying those dumb things. He He's also saying this, that the vaccine was the best decision he's ever made. Fauci, this vaccine was the best decision I've ever made. Yeah, I'm sure it was the best decision for your bank account, Fauci, and for your, I would say, popularity because, you know, he's getting a lot of these interviews and getting the press, but it's not a good popularity. Like, let's do a let's do a real poll of what people across this nation think of Fauci. I'm sure it's not good. Not good. Uh, next up, papers, please. Let's talk about these vaccine passports. Holy crap, it's happening. It's happening. New York is where it's starting first. You need a vaccine passport as of April 2nd. So not April Fool's Day, but the day after. And they're saying it's using blockchain technology and encryption to secure the whole gambit. But there you go. Your Excelsior Pass is the name of it. (laughs) I'm not going to New York anytime soon. And a lot of people are leaving it. A lot of people are leaving New York. And this came out from the Washington Post yesterday as well. The Biden administration is working to develop a nationwide, essentially, vaccine passport today. Uh, White House effort tries to corral more than a dozen initiatives. You know, what? <laughs> this is this is crazy shit. But probably the funniest thing I've heard about this said today was that, you know, let's not call it a voter ID anymore. Let's call it a voting passport. If we called it a voting passport, then I'm sure all the left-wingers out there would accept it. <laughs> That's good stuff. But, uh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Don't, don't, don't freaking do it, people. You, this, this is the first step on the slipperiest slope that you will ever be on into making damn well sure that whatever they want to bring forth to track you or identify you, or get you chipped, or on the system, or whatever the heck is going to happen. Do not begin with this. Masks were already the first step. The whole forced masks thing. That was that was the first step. Now the passports, the whole vaccine thing. That is a huge step. And it's not a good step for mankind. Um, crazy shit. Don't, just don't give them your business. You really don't need to... Go on that cruise, do you? It's not going to return things to normal. People think that I just want I just want stuff to get back to normal, so I don't really want the vaccine, but I guess I'll get it. That's exactly what they want you to think. You're like you're like a pet right now. And there here's the treat. The treat is return to normal, and to get your treat, you you pet there, you got to do what owner says. Owner says go get your jab. Yep, here's your treat. You can return back to normal. It's not, no, that's that's not happening. You don't need to go on that cruise. You can change your travel plans. You don't have to, need to, you, you shouldn't want to put your own life at risk or the life of your loved ones. And honestly, I'm seeing a lot of people get into this situation where they're saying, my my girlfriend or boyfriend or my son or daughter or wife or husband or what have you, they're going out to get the shot. And, you know, obviously you can't control them. They're going to make their own choices. But at the same time, you need to have the strength to hopefully educate them about it. If you can't educate them about it, unfortunately, you need to tell them, hell, if you have a reaction, I... I'm I can't I can't be the one to be responsible for you, right? They they've got to be responsible for their own choices, right? So don't, you know, it's it's such a tough situation. Like I'm sorry for anybody out there that's in that situation, but you got to have the strength and the spine and the wherewithal just to say just to know, just to know it. So anyway, this bullshit is uh it's not coming. We're not going to let it happen. They might try. Some some uh some corporations might 
install this whole vaccine passport thing. But those are the big going to be the corporations that lose a shitload of money. They're going to lose so much money doing this. They're just asking to go out of business. So, no. Now let's go on to Joe Biden. Does he have a bruise on his head? You know, I was checking his forehead from a bruise after that fall a few days ago. Got to see if there's anything on there. He looks he looks fine. They 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 patched up this robot well. But he had a press conference today. And he's saying some crazy stuff. First up, he said he's directing his COVID team to make sure there's a vaccine site within 5 miles of 90% of all Americans by April 19th. We need some protests at those vaccine sites. That's what we need. We need something there. Like, come on. It's crazy. There's that. There's also, he's saying that governors and mayors and local leaders must reinstate their mask mandates. I need the American people to do their part as well. Mask up, mask up. It's a patriotic duty. Screw your gaslighting, Mr. Illegitimate President. Uh, I, I only take... Orders from presidents who are duly elected and elected fairly. So, sorry, Mr. Biden. Uh, yeah, no. Patriotic duty? He can't... It's not like he can do anything. These governors. <laughs> That's why everybody's going to Texas and Florida right now. Taking their vacays there. All right. And then... Oh, this is gold. So, I'm going to play a video for you. The CDC director, the acting interim director, Dr. Rochelle Walensky, if I'm getting that right. She had quite a breakdown today. I don't know if it was an actual breakdown or if she was uh, totally acting. I'm probably going to go with the acting angle, but just, just listen to what she says. She claims to go off script Hell, that was probably a part of her script to say she was going off script. And uh, impending doom. Yeah, just just listen. Those times when I have to share the truth and I have to hope and trust you will listen. I'm going to pause here. I'm going to lose the script. And I'm going to reflect on the recurring feeling I have of impending doom. We have so much to look forward to, so much promise and potential of where we are, and so much reason for hope. But right now, I'm scared. Hold up. I got to play that again. That was one of those times when I have to share the truth and I have to hope and trust you will listen. I'm going to pause here. I'm going to lose the script. And I'm going to reflect on the recurring feeling I have of impending doom. Dude, she did not lose that script. Look at her eyes. Just look at her eyes. We have so much to look forward to. So much promise and potential of where we are. And, and so much reason for hope. We have so much but right reason now, for hope. I'm scared. And I'm just I'm scared of this impending doom. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go off script here. And uh <laughs> that was bad. You can't they can find better actors than this. They are not sending their best. Oh my god. And talk about drama queen. Dude, impending doom. Oh, oh, oh. Meanwhile, the death count this year and for the year of 2020 is the exact same for every other year for the last decade before it. We have no spike in deaths. And again, if we, if we want to boil it down to the deepest, most foundational truth, the whole thing's a scamdemic. The case count numbers are manipulated. The death count numbers are manipulated. So lordy lord. This is some bad acting. Like, so bad. <sighs> wonder how much she's getting paid for that. Okay. Let's move on from this into two, two more topics. Let's talk Durham. So, Trump putting out a statement on Friday, I believe it was. It was, like, right after my live stream was done on Friday. Trump put out a statement that simply said, where's Durham? Is he a living, breathing human being? Will there ever be a Durham report? And this, this is pretty funny. This the way Trump trolls, the way Trump trolls. So yeah, will, will there be a Durham report? Is what many people are uh, wondering. 
think this was the, do I have a screenshot of the report here? Here it is. Yeah. Where's Durham? Is he even alive? Will there ever be a Durham report? Uh, yes, I do think there will be, but clearly we're in a state right now that is, it's just full of, I mean, the fog of war is everywhere. We're going to have no idea what the heck goes on until it actually happens. So I, I'm really paying not too much attention at all to people out there with their theories and speculations and stuff. Um, you got to understand, yes, this way sucks. We all wanted mass arrest to happen while Trump was in office. And, oh, we all live happily ever after. But let's be real. We've got tens of millions of people out there that we still have yet to wake up. And, you know, it's a, it's a slow process to make that happen. The best way to wake somebody up is to oppress the shit out of them and make them realize that they're being oppressed. And what better way to do that right now than this Biden administration, which is absolutely failing at the border. It's failing with the economy, with all this endless money printing, with shit. We're looking at the whole gender problem and this, you know, satanic panic that's hitting the mainstream right now. Just everything, right? Everything. So you got to think of the, the long game here, right? We've got to convert a lot of those folks who have yet to wake up and get them to start waking up and get them to realize that, oh my God, Orange Man really wasn't all that bad. Orange Man was actually telling the truth. Oh my God. Ah. Right? So, yes, we are going through pretty dark times, but they're only bad if you think of them as bad, right? What's one cool thing about, say, this vaccine passport? What's one good thing about it? Almost everybody freaking hates it. And everybody is saying something about it. And most everybody out there is saying no. F no. Right? I'll, I'll keep the F-bombs out of this one. Sometimes I really want to curse. I just really want to lay it out. But uh, So good or bad just depends on the way you look at something. Negative or positive just depends on the frame of reference, the perspective. Okay? One good thing happening over these last two godforsaken months of this illegitimate Biden administration is the fact that it's waking the people the hell up. So, uh, you know, keep, keep that angle of the way you look at it, right? Yes, I know things are rough right now, but on the other hand, maybe it needs to be rough for a reason and maybe it's rough it, good things are happening from it. So, and their good things are happening from it. So anyway, uh, let's move on from that into the last thing I want to discuss. And this is just a story that happened today from the mainstream media. And it really shows the uh, spinelessness and the weak-willed nature of the mainstream media. And it's showing the backlash that's happening against all these shit journalists too. So, it's really not big breaking news, but it's pretty funny. And I was following it as it happened. And I just found it to be, you know, actually giving me some hope that things are improving because people weren't having it with this stupid fake news company. So anyway, basically what happened is that this, this reporter for the USA Today, she's not even a reporter. She's an intern, an investigations intern. She's probably like, oh, gosh. 22 years old, fresh out of college or something, has no idea what's really going on in the world. But in her first story for the USA Today of all outlets, she writes this right here, insurrection fundraiser, capital right extremists and Trump supporters continue to raise legal funds with tech companies, defendants, you know, continue to crowdfund their legal fees online using popular payment processors despite a growing crackdown from tech companies. So it's that like super slimy narcissistic way that they blame the tech companies as being the fault of insurrectionists and extremists, right? So they're smearing people. Then they blame the tech companies as if it's their fault for these, these insurrectionists to spread. So it's this bullshit cancel culture way of trying to get people you know, canceled from tech companies. It's that slimy, narcissistic shit. 
So this came out, and then people like Glenn Greenwald and even Jack Posobiec, like, yeah, yeah, I'm not a fan of Jack Posobiec, but sometimes he does things that are helpful for the you know greater cause, and he just took this chick to town. So did Glenn Greenwald. I am sure that this intern did not have a good first day of work. But, eck, it was her choice to run this shit, and USA Today printed it. So what happened is that after Glenn Greenwald and Jack Posobiec started tweeting about how dumb this was, the whole fake woke journalist crowd went to work and started completely just went full re and tried to cover for this this intern. You've got Rachel Greenspan. Ah, she is top-notch cringe. She writes for the uh, Business Insider. She's written some hit pieces about Q and other conspiracy theories and whatnot before. I've been in one or two of them. But you can see here, she's trying to call out Glenn Greenwald and Jack Posobiec. What kind of grown adult speaks this way to a random young woman doing their job? It's sickening. Love this cute industry where harassment is supposedly par for the course. So you can see the clear, like, reality does not hit these people. They just, like, they're totally lost. As if this was not harassment, but people calling out this are the harassers. Like, it's this weird, twisted nonsense that they play. We got Brandy Zadrozny here. Oh, Brandy Zadrozny. Talk about online harasser. Brandy Zadrozny is right there at the top of online harassers. But, oh, here she is. Expect we're going to see a lot more good work from this byline here, this intern. Sorry that this beat comes with constant harassment, but glad bright young reporters like her aren't scared off by the craven men who make a living from trending on this stupid website. Like, all they want to do is criticize people. But at the slightest hint of criticism... These slimy woke journalists completely buckle and try to blame you as being the asshole that's criticizing and blah, 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 right? It's just, <laughs> oh, man. So that was a funny story from today. People are starting to fight back, which is the good news. People are starting to, uh, they're, they're fighting back against everything out there from the shit journalism to the the vaccine passports to even the i mean even the the fakeness and the clickbait that gets circulated around this conspiracy community right i mean i'm i go hard against it and i i don't give a shit that i get concerned trolls out there trying to say jordan you've changed jordan you're you're not so sweet anymore what happened to you or jordan you're just jealous like i don't give a shit what they say and in fact a lot of people are coming to my defense and they're starting to see what I see about all this weird stuff that's getting circulated around alternative media world. And they're, they're sick of it too. They're starting to stand up to it or say something about it, or at least support me when I say the things about it, you know? So it's a lot of things are changing and it's good. It's good to see. It should give you hope too. A lot of people are out there. They're looking for hope. And there's a lot of people out there that give false hope right for instance a lot of people today were let down by that suez canal story they're let down by it and i'm sitting there thinking like you're 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 let down for what why why are you let down you're let down because of these false hopium sellers out there false expectation sellers so people are starting to it's slowly but surely starting to just wake up not only to the fakeness of the mainstream media but a lot of the fakeness to the uh, alt media too. So that's giving me hope. Anyway, guys, that's all for this one. I appreciate all y'all for watching live, DLive, Twitch, Foxhole. Uh, I'm going to do as I normally do, do some Q&A after this live stream. Just going to finish up for the recording here. But if you guys want to find me, you can find me on Telegram. That's pretty much the only social media I'm allowed on these days. Not on YouTube, not on Facebook, not on Twitter. Uh, I heard a friend of mine has a new Instagram account. His name is uh, 
Sword and Jather. He's a cool dude. You can go check him out on his Instagram. But Telegram is the only, pretty much the only one I'm on these days. Gab to here and there. But Telegram, uh, go check him out. And apparently we're going to get a new Trump social media within two to three to four months. So hopefully by summertime, Trump's social media platform will come out. And apparently we're getting one from Mike Lindell soon too. So maybe we'll have a couple of options. I don't think that's a bad thing. Options are good. Competition is good. And if Trump wants to take some time to really polish his platform, then I say, heck, at least we got Mike Lindell's in the meantime to help us out. The shills on Gab are just bad. The shills on Gab are terrible. And... I like Gab, but I don't know if the management of Gab has really ran it the best. So there's that. Telegram, I like, but I'm also, I'm also, you know, I got, I'm, I'm on the lookout because Telegram is raising big money. They've recently went through an investing phase where they've got like a billion dollars. And a lot of that money is coming from, I think, Abu Dhabi. So I'm just, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if one of these days Telegram starts kind of bringing down the hammer a little bit more than they have. So, you know, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for those comms platforms, Lindell's and Trump's. And just think of it this way too. Once Trump's uh, social media platform releases, it I mean, that's like, that's lights out. That means there's going to be millions of people there. There's going to be no censorship. We're going to be talk. We're going to be able to talk about Q and all that great stuff on that platform. And, so, I mean, that is like the biggest, one of the biggest things that could come. I know a lot of people are waiting for the arrest. They're waiting for something big to happen. Oh, oh. But honestly, I think Trump's social media platform is a lot bigger of a move than people are realizing because communications are the most important thing in any sort of war. We know we're in an information war right now. So what is the most important thing that we could get? Open source communications free discussion. So once Trump's social media platform comes, then it's just like, like I said, lights out. So uh, that's coming. That'll be good. Anyway, guys, appreciate you watching. Go follow me on those platforms and uh, sign up to my newsletter on my website, jordansather.com. Find these live streams every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific. I have not been good at, you know, getting these re-uploaded, but I'm going to get back um, back on the grind this week. My goal is to get up to speed, you know, with the podcast and everything. I got some catching up to do, but that's my goal for this week. And then I'll have some more content coming out this week too. And that platform too, that new website that I've been talking about for a couple of weeks, kind of dangling that carrot on a stick in front of y'all, right? Um, that should be out. I'm shooting for that later this week as well. So anyway, that's all for this one, guys. Thank you for watching. See you in the next video. Take care.